What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But man, I think this is the one of the longest uh, breaks. No, not say breaks like like no uploads. Oh, fuck, what am I saying? This is the longest number num. Fuck, longest amount of time between two consecutive podcasts in recent times for us. If that yeah. made any sense at all. And, then, and, then, and your your gaff shows how long it's been already. Like. We really yeah. haven't done this in so long <laughs> that we've forgotten how to introduce ourselves. Today is Saturday. The last podcast we did was earlier this week on Monday. Uh, I think, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, interesting week. Uh I mean, just in terms Week-ish, of... Week-ish, yeah, week plus. Yeah, because uh, I, I think maybe we can just chronologically run through what this past week-ish has been for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so on a very high level, towards the end of the elections, which was around early July, yeah. uh, the a conversation between Narel King and Siashwe blew up online. Uh, and they both were kind of like coming from opposing sides and it seemed like they were making progress by having a private WhatsApp conversation. Narel shared some screenshots. It blew up because Yashua said they were selective. Yashua said shared the whole thread and they went at it on social media and then it just seemed like they were further apart than when they started. So then after that, we talked about it on a podcast mm-hmm. and then we also stayed on the podcast. It would be cool to talk to Yashua and Narel on our podcast about the issue. So we got Yashua in yeah. and then three days later, we got Siashwe in, we released the podcast, then three days later, we brought Narel King in. Yeah. And in parallel with all that, I guess, uh, Siashwe has been in the news a lot because um, I guess the, the movement to cancel her yeah. has taken shape. Uh, she got dropped by, uh, by by brands, a few shows, and she released a cancel culture video And a few days ago in the middle of this week. And today, news came out that she has that lawsuit against uh, uh, for Poha against the person who was harassing her online. She's filed a protection against online harassment, which is more than just a lawsuit, right? It is pretty much, it is almost like a, it's a criminal, yeah, it's a restraining order, like almost like a digital restraining order to stop uh, people from harassing you online. Uh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a very active week. But but even even more than that, like, before the Xiaxue thing, we also had a chance to appear on the OK Let's Go podcast. Ah, uh, yes, which you, I think you failed to mention, but actually to me that that really started a whole whirlwind of a week, uh, of <laughs> yeah, like correct. not only uh, recording Ooh. our own podcast but also appearing on someone else's podcast. And this is the number one podcast in Singapore that is listened to yeah. two out of three uh, Malays in Singapore, right? Yeah. And so yeah, it was it was pretty interesting because we sat down for almost three hours, and uh, for the first two hours it felt like yeah, like, it was about Ministry of Funny, but the third hour became like almost like us uh, interviewing them. Almost, huh? right? Cause I about their controversy uh, about a month ago. Yeah, about yeah. them being accused for misogyny and chauvinism. Yeah, because if you go to any other of their podcasts, they have guests. Usually the third hour, there's a Q&A. Then they ask the fans yeah. to ask the guests. Whereas ours, zero <laughs> Q&A. We just went straight into uh, talking to them about their, their whole scandal and everything. Uh. Because according to some commenters in the past few days, which we will get into, we are a failing channel. <laughs> Ministry of Funny is a failing channel, so ouch. there's no one who wants to ask us questions, dude. Ouch, ouch. But, but okay, but 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 first, first things first is like, um, how how have you, how has your mental health been through this past week? Uh? Just just in uh, terms I'm, of like talking about the podcast and the 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 feedback you're getting and all. Yeah, I, I guess the, the 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 disclaimer there is that after we released the Siashwe and Narel podcast, we got a lot of feedback from friends 
from people on our, our on our subreddit on Instagram, and not all of them were positive, lah. Mm, right. Yeah. So so I mean I would say my mental health, thankfully, it wasn't overwhelming enough to make me go like, oh my god. But it has made me think, lah. Mm. It has made me think, which is why we also took a longer period of time to process everything, yeah. even though it seems we are silent, which you know now is almost criminal. Yeah. Uh, because we wanted to just address that on today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because th- uh, I think. Uh, a lot of people were thinking that we've been very quiet on uh, whether it was on uh, on in terms of releasing new podcasts or very quiet on the subreddit that we're on. But it's actually because we've been recording podcasts, we've been reading a lot of comments, we've been getting a lot of DMs from people, you know, uh, whether it's support or, or against what we're doing. And uh, yeah, it's just been a very interesting uh, time for all of us uh, like in terms of uh, obviously, the podcast now is, especially after the elections, also uh, a lot more people are listening to it. So we get a lot more feedback. Yeah. And, and and it's it's good. Like, it's interesting data points for us in terms of understanding uh, you know, how you guys are processing what we're we're talking about and things like that. Like. So we, we thought, yeah. since we just had such a crazy week and we've, we haven't had this right, really sit down and just the two of us talking on a podcast as per regular programming, let's just spend yeah. the first half of this podcast just talking through the week and... and sort of dissecting what has happened since that, right? Yeah, correct. And I mean, just to give a little plug, uh, because of all the traction our podcast has got recently, we are, I think we are currently like uh, like number five in the past week mm. in, in on the top 100 podcasts on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, previous podcast, if you could help tell just one person, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, now back back to the program. But yeah, so we uh, let's just go through chronologically a little bit like this whole Xiaxue Nero King thing yeah. so yeah. what was your immediate thoughts after the whole the, the, the podcast with Xiaxue in terms of uh, after you talked to her and then after it was released and, and then you got the feedback from people and all I mean I would say after the podcast I actually really enjoyed the podcast um, and I thought there were some points she highlighted which articulated her stan- uh, her stance. I think certain things we talked about, we asked her, also made her think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was quite happy. And okay, so and and after the podcast came out, when it started to become polarizing, that's when I was thinking, hmm, okay, could we have done it better? Could we could we have done it this way, that way? And I would Wait, say, what do you it's mean polarizing though? Like how how did, how how did the podcast become polarizing? So okay, there were a lot of people who liked it. They said it was a mature discussion. They liked. Uh, how we didn't just vilify her immediately. We actually just let her uh, articulate her thoughts and we we asked some things, some uncomfortable questions and all that. But mm. uh, I also got certain uh, comments just calling me like a disgrace to minorities. <laughs> uh, d- uh, uh, disgusting to see Harish Delani, a person of colour, give a, uh, a... Disgusting to see Harish Delani, a person of colour, a platform to voice more bullshit. You could have had someone like Pretty Please or Subash Music, but chose to go with, some, with someone who's unapologetically racist and makes a living. Blah blah. blah. Do better, for God's sake. Can you I don't cl- see yeah. a single person of. Sorry, huh? go on, go on, go on, so on, go on. Yeah, and that that thread on our Instagram post uh, with Shashwe has quite a lot, like, And I think some people were saying Wait, they were so disappointed that, that was used just to be a fan. To clarify, that was an actual comment on our Instagram post. Oh right? yeah, yeah, an so, actual comment. So yeah. we posted a picture, a selfie we took with Shashwe. And that was actually one of the comments amongst uh, many others that also uh, from various accounts calling calling you out, la, basically for your 
for for being a person of color and not and not standing up to this racist lah, right? That's what that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I think okay, so that's where just to caveat also when when we decided to bring Shashwe on and Narelle on, when we got Shashwe on, we didn't know whether Narelle would be willing to come on. Uh, because I think uh, we locked uh, Siashwe down for a podcast slot before Narel. Mm. Uh, so we, yeah, we just had it. But our goal was always to bring both of them on. Yeah. And I mean, there have been podcasts in the past where I will admit, I think this was when we called it The Mushroom and we had a guest uh, before. And I think I got a little too cornering la, to the point where it felt like an interrogation. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I will admit I was pushing him to a corner, which after that, just talking to Terrence and just looking at some of the podcasters that I admire, like Joe Rogan. I mean, the, when it becomes adversarial, that kind of defeats the purpose that we set this out to to pursue. Mm. So our approach was, all, okay, we will engage them in a conversation, treat them like humans, even though there's a lot of reasons why not to or get angry, mm. and actually engage them in a conversation. Yeah. So so would you would you agree that that was what you were thinking also? Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, first first thing I want to say also, I'm very offended that I'm not identified as a person of color. Cause in no lah, you are just transparent. In America, in America, I would be considered a person of color. For some reason, in Singapore, suddenly that doesn't apply to me lah. But, <laughs> but 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 seriously, yeah lah. I think the um a lot of people they get angry. First, uh, firstly, we hadn't we hadn't put out the Narelle podcast or made an announcement about it because yeah, we were literally still trying to organize it lah, right? And 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 yeah. so people were already jumping to the conclusion that we wanted to only give Xiaxue a platform to air her views and, and not the other side. La. So so that I felt like, okay, you guys are jumping way ahead of the bandwagon and, and, and calling us like enablers and all that too soon. And then secondly, yeah. it's like, um, <laughs> you know, the the whole, I think the whole idea of what Xiaxue was talking about in cancel culture, that was the thing, right? Because here we were, here we were just trying to talk to her and then people were asking us, how come you never questioned her about the tweets that she made 10 years ago and all that. And I think we've said almost unequivocally like many, many times that we we don't we don't we don't like it that people are pulling up tweets from 10 years ago and things like that, like, right? So obviously that wasn't something I wanted to focus on either. I want to focus more on what was the how the conf- what how the conflict between her and Nero happened and, and like and how they actually resolved it. Like. And I felt like I learned something from both sides when I, when we spoke to them. So so it's just yeah. it's just our that's the objectives we had in mind in getting Sasha on board. It wasn't about cornering her and then making her apologize or whatever. Cause at the end of the day, even if we do that, right, then what's the point? Cause that'll be just we just she'll feel like she's being forced in a corner by two two uh two men, you know, in a in a in a morph room. And like like what was the point of forcing her in a corner like that? So if anything you want to talk to her and just get her her honest views and see if she wants to apologize, like, right? Yeah, no, because I mean, okay, so so just to to quote certain comments we got on our Reddit, yeah. um, was uh, let's see, uh, uh, let's see, I think it was. I'm surprised at how little you guys even push back on some of the stuff she said. Uh, mm. someone said I don't have balls, and <laughs> I was really really disappointed with how you guys almost gave her being Shashwe free reign to say whatever with barely any pushback beyond surface level on what she was saying. And the severity of what she said in her tweets, but mm. I guess that's where, I mean, yeah, like like what you said, we we wanted to just engage in them, and if I mean, to to me that also will will make it will will I mean okay, the our approach was we wanted to do something that we feel maybe is not done enough mm. Sit down with people that you don't really like, yeah, uh, or you don't, or sit down with people who have said 
stuff you don't like. Or, d- or don't, actually, don't agree with. Just Even if you just don't agree, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the point, even for me like, now looking back, I, I will agree. Part of me was like, fuck, should I, should I have really like been more emotional and been more that one? But then I can't see how that would be constructive. Mm. Uh, and the reason why, and I was just messaging one of my friends today. Uh, to me, okay, like right now, there's a lot of, uh, people are very, uh, how you say, emotional and, and passionate about their causes, which is great. But almost, I, I think it's, it almost seems the case that the more passionate you are about your cause, the more passionate the other side becomes about their cause. Mm. And then you be labeled as like just based on your cause. Mm. Whereas the approach that I personally wanted to take, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but okay, like Siashwara clearly has very different views from me, but maybe it might be, it might be worthwhile. It's going to be a long-term game. Mm. And this is where when Narelle said, you know, like, um, uh, she believes that, you know, people should be able to change quickly. And of course, I'm paraphrasing, yep. not saying that she said that, paraphrasing, but people need to change quickly. If they don't, then it's pointless. Mm. So so I feel like the approach we were trying to take is that, okay, I'm pretty sure Siashwara is now more open to hearing us out mm. because we managed to have a debate. We want to get her on future podcasts. And to me, it's a long-term way of, I mean, helping her understand where we are coming from yeah. and her under- and us understanding where she's coming from. Yeah. So that's why when I read comments like that, why didn't you push back? I mean, I am I in an authority to say what you what you did? Yeah, like uh, certain things she said, yeah, clearly racist, which she also said on the podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, she didn't apologize, but she said she knows they were wrong and she feels bad about them, right? And and if, yeah. if you were in the room at that point in time, I think I mentioned this to Norel also, if you were in the room at that point in time, you would also be probably be feeling that it was quite sincere la, on her part. She wasn't saying it just yeah. to please anyone, la, right? Yeah. And and I guess, okay, so uh, also for me, if you really want to understand someone, you need to you need to let them bring their guard down, la, mm-hmm. right? And not to say being manipulative or, or anything or shady or sneaky. I genuinely believe that people always act in for certain reasons. Yeah. Everyone acts as a sum of everything they've experienced in the past. Yeah. So it feels like if we were to corner them, then it'll just become like, I don't know, like another left versus right debate. And I don't even yeah. feel I'm fully informed on all the the philosophies of the left and how to debate uh, r- more right-leaning viewpoints. Like. Yeah. So, I mean, the some of the, like, some of the comments were were also just pointing out that you know, Ministry of Funny, like a channel that is dying and stuff like that. That's They're like failing, 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 failing. failing, failing. Like, yeah, failing. I think we should print out yeah. your failing channel. And then we need, uh. I mean, don't know whether I was referencing Xiaoxie or us, but... Yeah, they sometimes some need to do this kind of drastic things to bump up the views, <laughs> yeah, right? Correct. So I mean, the the honest truth is we weren't even like certain how many people how people will receive the podcast and everything. From the feedback I got was that people enjoyed the discussion because it felt like it wasn't just another YouTube video being shoved down their throats. It was like mm. you know we could ask a question and then see Xiaoxie how she reacts to a question, and people were actually saying Xiaoxie seemed very well prepared and she's pretty well spoken and all that, right? And that also yeah. surprised a lot of people about Xiaoxie because they used to think that Xiaoxie was this uh, brainless influencer bimbo who doesn't read anything, who just spouts hate speech or whatever. Then they listen to the podcast and realize, oh, okay, she does you know, read up and whether right or wrong, she does try to find ways to back up what she says, la, which also added more substance to the person. And, and I felt that that was, that was good because it, it enables you to see beyond just what the person you know, beyond the caricatures of what a person is. Uh, like, you don't just think the person's a bimbo and everything like that. But you actually see that there's some, you know, that there is some depth behind the person. And to me, that was like, 
yeah, I mean, it's a big win. Uh, it's a big win for for everyone who listens to the podcast and society in general. Uh. <laughs> no, but you do realize now, I think if someone, if the general uh, internet had to place us on a spectrum of right versus left, right, I think yeah. we will be on the right, no? <laughs> Which I also feel like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> you know? yeah, who you vote for? Who you vote for? Spit yeah, who, it out. Who, who, who do you vote, vote for? Because, I mean, okay, one thing one thing that, that also makes me think is like, okay, like now the DMs and all we're getting, uh, and I mean, like, not the DMs we were getting also are kind of like you know Jordan Peterson videos and all that. I'm like, no, I, I don't I don't buy into the right wing. I'm still left leaning. I just want to have conversations with people on the opposite uh on the opposite side. La. So now mm. I mean I really did feel that this week. Like am I am I doing a disservice to all my Indian brethren yeah. and sisters? Am I am I a disgraceful Indian? Am I a disgraceful minority? Yeah. So again it makes me feel so like yeah, I mean, there are so many things we have spoken about against racism, mm. but you're almost defined on your last action, which is also defined in a very narrow sliver of what that action entails. Like, mm. Oh, we had Sia on our podcast, means we support her. Yeah. But we also had Narel, And I would imagine, so this is where I'm curious also for the listeners, did it, did we come across as more on the side of Sia as opposed to more on the side of Narel? But, 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 before, we, but before we go to that, why don't you talk a bit about yeah. the Narel podcast as well, like, right? Because yeah. I think... I think uh, so yeah, basically what happened was like we, even after the Siashe podcast came out, we were still yeah. then I think we uh, reached out to Narel right, and then mm. we managed to arrange something quite quickly. Um, yeah. So Narel had a chance to also listen to Siashe on podcast, and uh, yeah, so she also had a bit of so called prep time if anything to come to, before she came to talk to us lah. But uh, yeah, overall, how do you think that podcast uh was for you? I mean, I think by the end of it, um, I can tell that Narelle is super passionate about what she believes in, which is great, you know, and very sincere about her beliefs. But I was kind of confused by a lot of her beliefs mm. and how they almost, some of it almost seemed contradictory. Mm-hmm. Like, which, like what? Which, uh, like an example? Yeah, so for example, I mean, at some point she was saying that, okay, the, the belief of... Um, her and a lot of people from her generation, which again I must put a disclaimer because uh, I think uh, I, I I think there was some feedback about how our labels of gener- generations it's always like yeah. Wendy is boomer, yeah. Narel is millennial, yeah. and everything. So I mean we didn't mean to do that. So yeah. if that came across, uh, yeah, we didn't mean to. But she she Narel was saying that you know there's the there's the belief that if there's something toxic in your life, you know there's something you don't agree with ideology ideal ideologically, you don't need to subscribe to it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then on the other end, she talks about inclusiveness and including people on the fringes outside. Mm. So then I'm like, um, aren't, they, aren't they kind of the same thing? And aren't you doing one thing um, and not really doing the other? Because if you want to talk about not prescribing to people that you disagree with, I mean, in some way, they are on the fringes, right? Yeah. So then you're kind of picking which fringe people are on, which to me, I was like, uh, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for yeah, I, I agree. Like, it was... Uh, speaking to Narelle probably was a bit uh, it was a bit less free flowing. I think some people made the observation also that it felt more like a formal interview, lah, right? When yeah, we talk yeah, to yeah. Narelle, it's like you we'll ask a question, then she will come and answer. We we'll ask a question, come and answer. Um, but one thing that I really felt like I really learned was that uh, mm. because I was very focused on well, how come Xiaoxue and Narelle were in this position where they could have come together and resolved this argument somehow and then they come out 
with a you know beautiful press press release together holding hands or something <laughs> and then there'll be like doves and rainbows in the background like the Kim Jong-un Trump handshake <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, I was walking thinking, looking at plants I thought that <laughs> that would should have happened but it didn't happen I was run, and I was so curious why so the thing that really hit me was that uh, as much as everyone says Norel's a snake and all that right the truth is the the hundred percent truth I believe la, is that Norel does not see Xiaxue as a friend. They are really not friends, you know. In spite of however however many hours they work together on that, there there is zero friendship in that case, la. And and I but, think it was reinforced uh, by a lot of things she said about if you're not if we're not ideologically on the same page, we're not friends, are you know? And and so and, and it appeared it, so it hit me that there is this generational difference, uh, maybe where where I don't know my generation, your generation, or what. When we spend a lot of time together working and stuff like that, inevitably you start to see each other as friends. Uh, you accept that okay, because we uh, share these experiences, they are would friends. You, uh. w- would you say that? Would you say that everyone you spend a lot of time with is your friend? Uh, not friends, but definitely someone that I would uh, think twice about posting online if I disagree with them on something lah. I would, if anything, I'll reach out to them first or what lor. I wouldn't. So I wouldn't, how did how did how, how did the realization that Siashre wasn't uh Narelle wasn't considering Siashre her friend affect your perception? No, because people are saying yeah, yeah, people are saying like she's such a snake because, you know, like they you're connected on WhatsApp and then like sending hearts and all that kind of stuff to each other already. It's almost like mm. it's you're meant to lay your arms down and everything. But I don't think that was what that process was. Like it wasn't two friends coming together and, and, and talking through their differences or what law. It's just really two people just putting ideas out there and then letting them clash. But not not still not coming to a, any decision or any or any realization that the relationship might be more important than than this clash of ideas. Uh. I guess maybe in a world where you can connect with anyone, right? Mm. It maybe the benchmark or the th- threshold to consider someone a friend is higher. Mm. Because during our time, how often could you just connect with people or meet new people, right? Yeah. So everyone you meet, it was almost this implicit belief that, oh shit, she's my friend. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, I mean I still I still um I still w- wouldn't say that everyone I've worked with is a friend and I wouldn't say that everyone I work with is someone I would want to have a confrontation with. No, no, I mean, le- le- I, I don't drag it out to everyone. But I'm saying yeah. the fact that Xiaxue, I think she regarded she regarded mm-hmm. Narelle as a friend. She said, all right, you have my number, all these things, you see? So see, so see. that's what I mean by uh, Narelle was, I think she made it very clear to me in this case that yeah, it's not. Uh, they're not friends, and she never saw mm. it as two friends coming together to talk about something. So, so then she doesn't see it as being a snake, uh, because I never said that we're friends, you know, basically. Yeah. So then, like, are we friends with Narelle? <laughs> That's a question at the end of the <laughs> podcast. I was like, hey, you know, I mean, by coincidence, by coincidence, we didn't even take yeah. a selfie with Narelle after that. We took yeah. a selfie with Sasha. We totally forgot. Uh, we yeah. totally forgot to take a selfie with Narelle. And, and I mean, Say what you want about it, us being f- forgetful or what, but maybe, but <laughs> in some sense or so, <laughs> I don't know if it's our subconscious talking about, so oh, are we friends? We're not friends yet, we can't take it, a selfie together. <laughs> so it was just a transactional meeting? There wasn't any seeds of friendship sowed? Yeah, basically what? that. She was, it was a clash of ideas and after that we go our separate ways again. Like. But so I mean, like, I, would you regard <laughs> would you regard Narelle as a friend having spoken to her for three hours on the podcast? I would. Yeah, so I, I would, would. I would totally like anyone that I sit down with three hours. I would say, oh, I got a friend. I got a, a friend, friend with this. I got this friend. I got this friend. But the thing is, I'm not sure if the say that Narelle will say the same thing. Ah. But so oh my god, Narelle, please, yeah, let us know in the subreddit so, if we are so I wonder, friends. I wonder if I wonder if James Lim considers Vivian B his friend. Probably right. 
No. Actually, these yeah. are colleagues. I think more than, more than peers. friends. Uh, the way they look at each other, there's more than friends. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, this definition, is it is quite interesting. Because even last time, like if I had a, a someone from work that I didn't even know and I was telling them about, to, to some, telling someone else about them, I would say, yeah, a, 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 someone from work. But yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, like, Norella, if you're listening to this, are we friends? Are we friends? <laughs> are we friends? <laughs> no, but yeah, see, you see that, you see that, that generational <laughs> divide. La. There is a possibility yeah, that Norella doesn't see us as a friend. Or? No, but okay, right. in terms of the, the perspectives mm. or like, like, did you, you said you learned a lot from talking to Norella and I did too, yeah. but it was maybe less about her beliefs as opposed to her, how her how she kind of operates in some sense yeah. and almost giving like I mean there are a lot of people who are on social media I see they post this they post that uh, and I mean yeah she she also gave me some insight into like her personality online versus her personality in person because mm-hmm. I only met her briefly at events but I never spoken down to talk uh, spoken and talked to spoke sat down and spoken with her same with Yashwe yeah 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 I mean so her ideas I think uh I, she's she's obviously she's read a lot like you know she she mentions a lot of terms and everything that uh we've we've seen used in in whether in left wing or right wing kind of of things and and, and she can also point out flaws in stuff that Xiaoxue says la but uh yeah la, just just in terms of as a person cohesively everything there were some contradictions that I have I uh yeah la, that left me a bit like hmm okay is this so yeah is this so is this is it this person the the same person that we think is this person, lah, right? So, did you feel the urge to question more and and poke more? Um, during the podcast, I think I mentioned that she was, she's very articulate, you know, and and she's able to put her points together. Uh, no, but I'm I'm saying during the podcast when yeah, she yeah. brought uh, brought those things no, up. So, yeah. yeah, so I wanted to probably I, I wanted to ask more, but at the same time. Uh, I kind of knew that I would be a little confused by the answers, lah. So <laughs> it's it's also maybe incumbent on on me also or or us to also try to understand a bit more of of that side, and, la, right? And and I and I guess I mean get better at maybe asking questions that probe. So that mm. so one of my friends told me this that uh, I thought was a was a nice way of uh, uh, thinking about the podcast, like mm. He was telling me that okay. When he listened to uh, both podcasts, the Siashwe one, he really enjoyed it. But the mm. Narelle one, he also did feel that we could poke more. La. Then I was like, yeah, but you know, our point is not not to really interrogate people, is to engage them. But he said, yeah, but you got to realize, right, your listeners are giving you an, uh, like 100 minutes of their time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. 100 minutes of their time. And like it's it would be nice if they come away like with some new perspective or or being able to listen to the questions that they would ask if they were in the same position or they would like to ask not that mm. they would ask because I think mm. not many people want a confrontation so that just made me think a bit like okay we do have a platform we are yep. pe- getting people in and yeah maybe maybe yeah we, we, we also need to uh, improve and get better at maybe pushing people in a way that's not adversarial mm. but also clearing up the questions we have because if we have those questions chances are the people listening also might have those questions you know yeah yeah, and, and uh, I mean just because a lot of people, I think their first experience with Yalabad has been this Xia podcast and subse- subsequently the <laughs> yeah, Narelle <right>. King podcast. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Harish, we got to do this episode where it's just you and me talking because this is actually yeah. what regular programming is. La. Whereas yeah. this 
podcast where everything comes together where it's this week where Xiaxue is being, you know, being hammered by the left and then Narelle's being hammered by the right and then they were both on our podcast in the same week and then and then like we also happen to be appear and okay, let's go and be the first ones to ask them about their scandal and everything. It was just like this kind of storm doesn't happen often. Even the next, I think even the next interviews that we're planning to have, the the, the people won't be as timely. It won't be the it won't be as like in the news as Sasha and Narelle are right now, lah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so to me, it's like um, yeah, like, I mean, of course, there's a lot more things that probably we could have and should have done. But at the same time, you know, it's uh, we're also grappling with a lot of different things, a lot of different moving parts in terms of the news and what people are saying and all that. At the same time, lah. You 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 sure it's not just stemming from insecurity of people saying that it felt more like a Siashwe podcast than a Yalabad podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we did get a comment that some people are like, I rather just watch Siashwe's cancel like, culture what? video because what? because that she's she's basically said everything that we discussed in nineteen minutes. But that's our whole point. Yeah. The, the, I think, <laughs> and I think there's something that I learned from the Okay Let's Go podcast. They they said outright that you know like it's a lot of times it's when you are in the in a podcast listening to it all that. The audio, it's a, it's a, I mean, how, I can't find a nicer word for Immersive, it. Like. Uh. It's a year sex experience. Uh. It's a year sex. Year orgasm. Year, year orgasm, orgasm year experience. Orgasm. You're meant to sink in. You're meant to let your years just go with the flow and everything. And that's what I think a conversation between people is, is much easier to, to, to settle in their state than watching a YouTube video where, you know, the edits and the cuts and you don't know, it flashes with the angle. So it, yes, if you want to learn, you can very quickly go and watch a YouTube video. But if you also want it to be something that helps you relax, but also think about things, I think uh, podcasts can be a very good platform. La. Yeah. And also, I mean, her cancel culture video, yeah, I don't think she memorized the whole thing. Yeah. She may have done it in spurts. So, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think a conversation always helps. Maybe yeah. in future, we could, I don't know, like, uh, people have asked us in the past, can we do, like, uh, answering questions on the fly and all that? We might consider that, or maybe if we know ahead of time, yeah. we might just just put it out there. And I mean, if you guys would be up for that, that we can consider that if yeah. we're getting some really some really interesting guests on. Yeah. But um, I mean, one thing that that also struck me, okay, two things that struck me from the two podcasts was there were people who messaged me, especially for the Xiaxue one, uh, saying mm. that um, okay, the f- the first few minutes listening to it already made their blood boil mm. and. They want to get better at listening to people's other people's perspectives, but they can't. Hmm. So that's why I'm like, oh, I really hope that person ended up listening to the whole podcast because yeah. if you, especially because that podcast also, I I listened to it. The intro part was a bit like cringy Like I, I think <laughs> you know we don't normally have guests, hmm. so I think my intro skills suck. Uh, so so I don't know how Sasha and Narelle felt, but yeah, if you listen to a podcast or if you read a, a post and you immediately form a judgment, then to me that's that's part of the problem yeah. because that's 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 ultimately causing so many issues now where people are just labelled on like a, a one second or one post which is terrible, man. Yeah. And then the other thing was I'm still getting uh, like pings from friends and like some comments who either really side with Xiaxue or really side with Narelle. And when I say mm. side, it just says they, they relate more or they enjoyed that podcast more or they agreed more, which to me is also, it feels like the, the blue, black, white, gold dress, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, so, I think, I think, but um, just, just question, uh, the, so... In terms of these people pinging you or that, how old are they? Just, just. I mean, personally, the people who are pinging me are my friends, lah. So mid thirties. Mm. Okay, but the okay. people on Instagram, um, I would think it's generally what our MOF demographic is is like twenty four to thirty five, and same mm. goes with Reddit. I think. Got it. Got it. Understand. Yeah, 
I haven't done a breakdown on who sides who with more and whether there's a correlation with their yeah. age and economics uh, status and all that. La. But, but, Which will be cool. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I know for sure is that a lot of people uh, coming to into interface, I mean, coming to see Yalabad for the first time or hear Yalabad for the first time uh, have done it because of this Siashe podcast. La. Yeah. And um, I mean... I mean, it's their loss that they didn't sit through the whole general elections period. Because I think that was, <laughs> you ask me, that was like the, you know, that was the high point of like the last few months, like, right? For Yalabad, when yeah, they were just yeah, yeah. Every, going in there every day. Tuning it. Yeah. So uh, I would say if you are still here listening, is to, yeah, give give it more, more than just one or two episodes. Because like, this is meant to be, we've been doing this for very long and this was, this is a sort of a, you know, a step from a step away from the normal stuff that we used to do la. but but we're still we're still doing our normal thing just that we want to also try and incorporate having more guests on board as well la. but you do realize that all these new listeners probably think we are we are voice for the right wing eh? can that's fine that's and fine. we and we shit on minorities and it's utterly disgusting that um, that there's a minority shitting on other minorities yeah oh, but, but speaking I of me. speaking of shitting and peeing eh, do you see the Alfian sites take down on Siashe's oh, yeah, yeah, on cancel culture. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I say shit and peeing because he ended it with a big mic drop of like, you know, you if you pee and, and what do you pee in the, and, and if you start peeing all over people and start flame wars with other influencers, uh, that's how you make your bed and, and you should be happy to sleep in it or something like that. Like, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and- and I saw a lot of people share it. And I mean, it, the first picture is a is a carousel slide, uh, whatever, on Instagram. And it, his main theme is it's just a backlash and a boycott. Mm. Don't I mean, okay, can we use the term cancel culture correctly? It's just a backlash and a boycott. Don't make it sound bigger than it is. Yeah. So the gist of it is by, okay, um, it's not so much the, like everything that you've done in the past kind of like, uh, it, it's okay. Fuck. What am I saying? It's so basically. I think he's trying to clarify what he means, what he sees cancel cancel culture as meaning versus boycotts, mm-hmm. And and that it's not so much that uh that that uh that brands or that people get cancelled because mm-hmm. not everyone who is the target of criticism or the woke crowd gets cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is the is the companies? Yeah. It's not. The, the 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 brand still needs to make the decision, and he gave the example of Colin Kaepernick, the mm. NFL player who need uh, knelt uh, during the national anthem play being played at one of the games in protest of uh, police brutality. Yeah. Uh, NFL distanced themselves from him. Nike stood by his side. Mm. So Alfian's mm. point is that yeah, it's still there's still one more layer like It's not saying that directly the the mob or the the mob or the woke crowd is is responsible for cancel culture la. Yeah yeah yeah. So what what do you, right. what, do you th- what do you think of because uh, I mean not just Alfian I think uh, a lot of other commentators were going on about cancel culture another prominent one was by also a poet Joshua Yip who basically mm. is I mean he just says cancel culture has existed since the you know the dawn of humanity or whatever lah is essentially yeah la, like businesses or organizations choosing not to work with someone lah and a lot of times it's just. Uh, is a economic decision more than more than anything lah, not about morals and all that lah, right? Yeah. So, I guess okay. Just just looking at this, I think 
He's trying to say that yeah, uh, if a if a brand aligns with your beliefs, mm. they will stand by you. Yeah. If they don't stand by you, means that they don't align with your beliefs, lah. Mm. Um, I mean, I think there's something there, but I also don't think Colin Kaepernick is the best example. Yeah. Um, because okay, Nike is a fucking huge company, mm. right? Um, and when that happened, and when they stood by with uh Colin Kaepernick. I think there is a stat to show that they may have lost a lot of um uh, customers but they gained a lot of customers. Mm-hmm. You know and and to me like when you are saying that if you are saying that brands uh small brands are also like Nike where they have the choice or maybe even the data to make an informed decision mm. I think I don't think that's the best argument because if you're a small brand that even if you believe uh, align your beliefs with Yashua if you were to side with her and your business is not strong enough to fucking like um deal with the backlash right and kill you you are going to have to drop her right like what you said is a economic economic decision right yeah yeah and i think uh the Colin Kaepernick one is a uh, there's a bit more nuances to to that whole issue than just oh you know uh you know someone protesting black lives matter takes a knee knee and everything cuz the idea is that he is taking he was taking a knee during the the singing of the national anthem lah right and and yeah. I think actually there's a very interesting discussion on this between Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro, uh, in the in one of the late the latest Joe Rogan uh, experience podcasts with Ben Shapiro la, where they actually dissect that whole that whole moment la, when he dropped the knee, like uh, what was he protesting against? Why did he choose to drop a knee? Because I mean at the end of the day you drop a knee is in deference. Usually it's, you are in deference to some to a king or something as well, right? So why why yeah. is dropping a knee so bad compared to putting your hand on your chest la, which is what most Americans do when the national anthem is being played la. So so there's a lot of discussion about it. What was he actually protesting? Is it police brutality? Police, police brutality, yeah. And, police brutality. And, and what? How was he protesting against it? La? So uh, I think there's a lot of nuances there that uh, do not apply one to one to Singapore. What what is going on with Xia Because um, I think the one of the things that that uh, the that I realized was that everyone that the term cancel culture has no strict definition right now, right? So mm. what Xia Xue is saying versus what Joshua Yip is saying versus what Alfian is saying versus what a lot of people are saying, they all differ in in different aspects, lah. And and there is a there is a spectrum to it of this how much is someone's being cancelled also, lah. Because uh, to some extent, I mean, the the kind of comments that we are receiving on on Instagram and all that, right? Were mm. do you did you find some of them quite intimidating in nature, like they were trying uh, to silence people. Comments on the post, you mean not the DMs, right? Yeah, yeah, the comments on the post. Huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, there were some that just went into the same old thing. That when I look at it, I'm like, okay, this is going nowhere, and it's just yeah. ping ponging like hate, lah. And okay, the thing is, when people make arguments, but if I click on their Instagram profile and they have zero followers, yeah. zero following people, no posts, I'm like, fuck yeah, off, exactly. Okay? And then and then they immediately lose credibility. Yeah, and then uh, I think a mutual friend of ours, uh, Kate of all trades, she posted saying, hey, I'm glad you guys, you know, I'm glad you guys uh did this interview with Xia Xue lah. That's all she said. And next yeah. thing, the and next she's articulate and smart, like Yeah, yeah the thing. Yeah, the yeah. next thing, the next. Oh, she's quite smart. Yeah. Then the next thing, someone comments is like, "Uh, hey, Kate of all trades, you commented on July seven that you stand with Raisha. Do you stand by that comment now?" <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> shit, man! Like that means this nameless person with zero followers <laughs> yeah. on Instagram has gone and checked on your Instagram and, and looked through your history." And everything. So I'm like, I mean, there is an element of like almost intimidation in this in this so called I mean yeah. mob coming to you. So. 
the, you know, Alfian's and Joshua's definition does not address that lah, of like this angry mob almost like stalking you, stalking your friends, harassing yeah. your friends. And, and I felt like, yeah, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's too simplistic to just say, oh, it's just about brands boycotting you and it's and it's just consumers telling the brands not to work with you. It's more than that. Lah. It's more than yeah. that. Yeah. And and I mean, so that's where like, yeah, those kind of comments and just going back to Afyansar's thing, I was just Googling while we're talking, right, yeah. about the Colin Kaepernick thing. And like, I think a year that they, he's, they stood by him and then they released an ad mm. and fucking like they earn so, like billions in terms of sales and press and publicity and all that. Mm. So when it comes to big companies, right, I'm always skeptical that they are driven by values. Mm-hmm. You can have some certain certain values and all, right? But I am skeptical of like, you know, big corporates doing the right thing because when yeah. it comes to big corporates, the right thing doesn't mean fuck shit lah most of the time. Yeah. And if you're a company that's that big, you know your customer base. You know your customer base might be left-leaning. It might have been a very calculated move that they decided with Colin Kaepernick because they have enough data. This is Nike, you know. Mm. A company has been around for fucking long and if you just kind of like simplify it as that, oh, because they chose to stand for social justice. I'm a little skeptical of that mm. and I also don't agree with comparing a brand like Nike to a SME in Singapore that is already being destroyed by COVID facing further backlash yeah. uh, against people who are boycotting their brand. Yeah. So when I see arguments like that, it feels also like, okay, uh, I, I prefer when you were trying to define the, the cancel culture boycott, but the moment you bring that example, to me, his argument lost weight already yeah. like, from that. Yeah, and, and a big part of it, I mean, a lot of them saying that oh, cancel culture has existed all along is, is all the same. But but there are really levels to this. How much of a boycott you do, right? Like you just take the example. You know, at one point in my life, as a Chinese person, I I go to Chinese weddings and I keep eating shark's fin at every Chinese wedding. At some point, I decided I'm not going to eat Chinese. I'm not going to eat shark's fin anymore. <laughs> so I go to weddings and then when it's served in front of me. I just don't eat it, like I leave it there. And that's that's my boycott. But do I go to like everyone else on the table like fuck you, stop eating shucks and fuck you, stop eating and I'll stand at my table and start shouting at other tables? I don't like, you know. So there are levels to when you do a boycott or so, there are levels to it, like like one is you don't eat it yourself and you just keep quiet, but and you let it you let, you know, people see that other people are not eating, then they slowly make up their own mind about it. Like. Or I could stand on a table and I could scream and shout at everyone to stop fucking eating shucks fin. So there's definitely different levels to it. And I think what why uh, when Xia came on and talked about cancel culture, I, I felt like it resonated with me because like, yeah, like, there are I recognize that what she's going through now, um, especially including the fact that now technology is so easy to galvanize a big group of people, right? There is a, yeah. there are levels to this. Uh, and this cancel culture thing is at this super high level of boycott la, that, you know, we yeah. uh, our brains are probably not even ready to absorb la, right? And and deal with so so then, if it but okay, but if it prevents Siashre from making more like tweets that or more posts that are like divisive, like her posts are divisive. Okay, to clarify yeah. to anyone listening, I do not agree with, and I think what she did was terrible. Okay, yeah. I think someone even said, "Why don't I have the balls to call her out for the bullshit?" <laughs> I never, I never fucking agreed that I agree with her post, like fucking post ten years ago. Okay, yeah. so that that fucking piece of shit who posted that, I don't know whether it's the one. Um, who has zero followers, zero yeah. blah, blah, blah on Instagram, zero pictures. Yeah. But, um, it, it, like, the it, okay, if it prevents Siashre from doing that, because that's the argument, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might hurt now that you cancel, but if it stops them from doing more harmful stuff, isn't that a good thing? Uh, I mean, but then there's an the argument also, then all the real racists and all that would just go underground. Ah. And then you would, you, they, you know, you'd just be... 
it wouldn't be part of the conversation. They'll just be in their own echo chambers, just like, oh my god, you see lah, we are really being silenced here. You know, we really got to fight these people, everything. And and th- I think there's a lot of what people said about what happened during the uh, when Trump got elected, right? There's a lot of people mm. who got pissed off with the fact that he- the kind of rhetoric that Hillary was using, you degenerates and shit like that, lah. Just you know, only degenerates support yeah. Trump, that kind of thing. And it drives people in the opposite direction. Uh. It makes them even more extreme. So so that's yeah. the the danger I, 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 I've been seeing. Uh, that someone, like a friend or mutual friend, I was just saying that, oh yeah, I'm glad you spoke to Xia I haven't listened to the podcast, but yeah, she's very articulate. Like, I don't, and I don't agree with her. I think essentially that's what Kate was saying. But even she mm. got like, do you stand by Raisha Khan? It was like, immediately yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Did you mean that? Did you mean that? Huh? Did you mean that? Yeah. No, so I guess... I mean, I can see the benefits of cancel culture, but to me, it's a short-term solution. Mm. Sure, Shashre might not be able, might not even want to post anything racist or homophobic or, or anything now, which is great. Yeah. But for every Shashre, as yeah. much as people don't think there are people who agree with her, there are. Yeah. Okay, and why cancel culture, I think, is is terrible because I don't see it as the best approach to the problem we all know exists. Mm. Because mm. yeah, like like yeah, you sh- like I think someone even uh, kind of. Um, I don't know whether it was on our post or Alfian Saad's post and I think uh, she did mention that you know a lot of people DM her silently I yeah. think it was on one of yeah. our posts right. and they said huh she got stat- status man who the fuck would, would agree with her yo stop living in your bubble dude yeah. this is what has happened all around the world like social media if you are in your echo chamber you are only seeing people who agree with you and if you don't go outside of it you will it, it just doesn't bode well for society and I think if we assume that we can cancel everyone who's a problem no yeah. for every person who is a, a problem or racist or anything in the public eye there are hundreds more who are not yeah. and if you cancel these people who are out there I just think it's it's going to like what you said the, the shit will still happen it might get worse we might just not see it in social media can you imagine if like Facebook now at some point becomes like oh you know uh, like everything everyone is equal right? but you walk out like there's still so much shit happening like, yeah, right? yeah so it'd be, it'd be so, terrible yeah, but but I mean, maybe we should just like put a thing uh, like in our description of this podcast. We are not like fucking uh, right wing or like we are not just a label uh, Just just spend some time, listen to us, make your own opinions. Um, I don't know whether we lost followers. I mean, our subscribers on YouTube are just we are losing them by the day uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> We are a failing channel after all. Yeah, last year we were like hundred thirty three thousand plus subscribers. Yeah. Now we're at hundred thirty two thousand. So maybe we are dying a slow death. We are dying a slow fucking death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. God damn, there was a, a lot that we the that we. I mean, there's still a lot more that we will address on Reddit. Wow, mm. but the comments are awesome, yeah. Yeah. I think the reason why I'm taking so long to respond is because every time I read a comment, I'm like, okay, let me digest this, and then boom, two more comments coming. I'm like, mm. fuck. I'm like, and those like are responses the, to the comment, right? That's the fun part. Yeah. That that we see yeah. people actually discussing within themselves, and and I think that's a great thing, uh. Whether or not you yeah, agree or disagree. Awesome. So if you if you yeah, if you awesome. really think Harish has no balls, please go ahead and just go on Reddit and and say that one more time, just so they yeah yeah you'll, you'll be round but up. But I, re- I haven't been I haven't I haven't been responding. So maybe people really do think I have no balls. Yeah yeah. Fuck maybe man, clarify. maybe I really don't have any balls. Yeah. God damn. Better clarify it. Uh, yeah. Just hiding behind this podcast mic. Yeah. But but speaking of balls. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that we also are discussing next. In our yeah, I mean in a. Sorry. In a re- yeah, it's uh, is it a goofy topic of the week? I mean, compared to like mm. society, the breakdown of society and polarizing views that can never find a middle ground, this yeah. does feel like a goofy topic, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So would this, you like to give the rundown? Sure. It's the topic of Joanna Thing and mm. uh and her video on uh gay pride where she basically this week uh there was a video that was making its rounds. Uh, that that was it was pulled up from uh Instagram account uh, but it was a video of the influencer slash uh actress a MediaCorp actress I think she's acted in some MediaCorp stuff before, Joanna mm. Tang, um, being part of a video that talks about that links gay pride to Satan, and uh, she, so she <laughs> appears with a slightly older lady in the video who talks about uh how gay pride because gay pride is represented uh, LGBT community is represented by six colors in the rainbow in gay pride so six is the number of satan and so you know etc etc like it's a evil thing that is against god which is seven and seven colors of rainbow and blah blah and the distortion is not coincidence it's a it's a mark of the devil and and homosexuality is a sin la, all that like you know so yeah. uh because of that, Joanna Thing, I think she has around like 40 over thousand followers and everything. She's gotten mm. uh, flamed by people online saying, uh, you know, how can you do this? So this is like such hateful language to the LGBT community. And subsequently, the person who created that video, uh, cityrevival.sg, right? I think it's a mm. it's an Instagram account. Uh, they, yeah. uh, they produced a video where they said they want to take down that that particular uh, video, but they also address the that means the other lady in the video addressed the um, the the whole problem la, and she said that yeah you know, homosexuality is a sin. She used to be a member of the LGBTQ community, but now yeah. now she has found God and 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 she just wanted to share her thoughts and express uh, thoughts and feelings in the world. La, and what's wrong with expressing? Thoughts and feelings of the world, but they, she knows that some people have been offended, and and she apologized for that, lah. Right? Yeah. So it was uh, Jamie Wong, lah, the founder and director of the group City Revival. Oh, her name is Jamie Wong, is it? Yeah. Okay. Jamie okay. Wong. Got it. Got it. Joanna Tang and Jamie Wong. So, yeah. what were you? What were your thoughts? Uh? uh, I mean, just I think we've talked about TrueLove.is before, right? TrueLove.is. Yeah. Uh, and I use a particular word on that on on the, the video. Which, made, yeah. So this yeah. uh, this Jamie has appeared in the True Love dot is video before, where she tells a mm. story her back her back story of, uh, when she came back from the US to pursue a Christian woman that she loved, she got rejected and you know she got rejected because that person told her homosexuality is a sin uh. and then mm. after that she got very angry and she promised to take down you know Christianity but she ended up. Uh, apparently learning a lot about Christianity and then becoming a very staunch Christian herself and realizing that she did not need to act on her uh, human desires yeah mm. and she could be you know be a child of God and everything lah. so 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 she was basically like the Tom Cruise like Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai lah. wow the, that movie is so <laughs> long but I'm like wait Tom Cruise Last Samurai hey that movie that movie I know was shared a lot on because people were saying, oh, you know, it simplifies Japanese culture and samurai yeah. culture, which yeah. probably is the case, but it was like the Japanese version of Crazy Rich Asians and it was fucking awesome, dude. No, I remember it was fun to watch, but it, was, it had a lot of criticisms because it, it was a typical white guy rescue. Oh, yeah, Asian yeah, yeah correct, story, right. La, right? White savior complex, yeah, yeah white yeah, savior yeah, complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, if you can be ignorant for like two hours and uh. escape, it's a fucking good movie. Okay. Then after that, you can be woke. La. So you, you go to sleep for two hours. It's embarrassing uh, that it. a person of colour like Harish Tilani is supporting 
white savior complex in a movie as lame yeah, but as. I, but, <laughs> but but I'm I'm right wing one, right? <laughs> Let's put that on record. Harish Tilani just just said it. <laughs> I am I am a right extreme right uh, uh right wing uh commentator. Yes, uh, but, that is me. But but yeah yeah. So okay uh yeah all, I mean that we that basically yeah she got rejected by a girl she loved and somehow after that. She decided, okay, I'm going to renounce uh, being LGBTQ entirely, and mm. and you know just basically yeah like, renounce sex and everything and be with God la, right. So, mm. but this one was like, wow, this one was different though. This one was like, just felt like Alex Jones level of like conspiracy theorizing la, where six colors of a rainbow equals to six six six, which is the number of the devil. So I mean, it was just felt quite funny watching a you know an influencer who usually posts about cupcakes and her boyfriends and stuff like that suddenly appear in this video that talks about six 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 as the devil and and, and all this lah, right? How yeah. what, what do you think <laughs> about it when you saw it? <laughs> Someone said actually Joanne also has six letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Honestly, I I cannot believe that someone who is twenty two and has a following of 47.7k, could not predict that a video like that would have received backlash. So mm. part of my mind, right, is that some ingenious... Oh, fuck, the camera battery ran out and... Damn it, I'm going to say something so brilliant. Um, so, never mind. So s- part of me thinks that some fucking ingenious person mm. has realized that the net benefit of posting something controversial is positive mm. and you might lose followers, but because the internet allows anyone to find people who resonate with them, just post something that's polarizing. Mm. If your if your follower growth is uh, stagnating, right? Yeah. Just go the polarizing route. Yeah. Because she's 22. She has 47,000 followers. Definitely she has to be on social media unless she's in that much of an echo chamber. La. How could she post this? So you're saying, not wait, let me just clarify, you're saying that you believe that she might have uh, every intention to post this because she knows that it could, it will polarize people, but it also help uh, raise the number of followers she has, <laughs> That's the cynical side of cynical, me, okay, Like, okay. and I and I wouldn't say it's her. Yeah. It's probably some entrepreneurial agency dude or whatever who knows social media in the intricacies and has kind of like told her, okay, you post this, trust me, you might lose some followers, but don't yeah, worry, yeah. you will gain some, and then you will basically get a more active fan base. La. Yeah. Right. Let's put on because a tin there will be people who agree with you. Yeah, let's put on the tinfoil hats for a while. Because yeah, the tinfoil hat. Yeah. She Conspiracy actually, I mean, there's a lot of people who are calling for cancelling of her family's businesses. La. So uh. she, her family actually runs a lot of uh, businesses that I think are quite openly, uh, quite openly Christian themed, you know. Um, yeah. I won't say what the name is and everything because I, I, I don't want to... I, I in some ways I also feel like I don't want to feed that fire of like cancel culture or that or that lah. Mm. But but uh supposedly that that you know her family business does offer uh I don't know whether financing but also like the but they they they, they offer like stuff like a meeting space, you know, for, for this organization, City Revival SG to meet mm. and stuff like that. Lah. So uh is there some bigger thing at play? Could that be? And and yeah, what is the maybe is there a link to truelove.is because because of uh you know the fact that she appeared in the video and everything? I'm not sure. Because I mean, okay, like chances are if you run a church, right? Mm. Uh you probably know of other churches, lah, right? Yeah. And you probably can see the backlash that truelove.is videos get 
but maybe you also see the supporter base that grows, you mm. know. And honestly, if you think <laughs> think about taking a page from uh, Narelle's uh, uh, illuminating insight into the belief that, okay, if someone's toxic, get them out of you, it's almost a way for followers who maybe want, who are very clear of the audience they want to build. They yeah. want to build a very religious, Christian, uh, Jesus, uh, God-fearing audience. Why not? Let me do a purge yeah. and get rid of everyone who disagrees with me because the net-net, I'll get more followers who love me and who see me uh, as someone who voices their beliefs. Yeah. And then this where right. this where like everything takes a damn weird turn also because yeah. one of the posts that calls out this uh, video also in the same post it tags Narelle King and Ben <laughs> King because apparently the Kings are very good friends with the Things I don't I don't know what's the relation there like. they, they rhyme but but apparently they're all good friends and is they're imploring Narelle who has spoken up for LGBTQ issues to. Uh yeah la, to talk to Joanna. Just Joanna Joanna, right? Or Joanne. Joanna. Joanne J Thing. J Thing la, yeah. To talk to Joanna Thing and, and find out and talk to her about what's wrong. La. So yeah, Norel, I mean I I mean she's I think And I think Norel met up met up with her. So she's a pers- so so Norel met up with Joanne Thing to talk to her and then people are saying, Oh, for Joanne you can meet up, Sia sure cannot. <laughs> Then some people are saying, Nur- Nur- I think Nura clarified, like, she's actually my friend. Yeah. So it just feels like, unfortunately, I'm sorry, <laughs> I think you're in a tough spot, man. Yeah. You have uh, kind of dug a hole for yourself. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to be, even if you have the wait, perfectly wait, 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 noble... Can you clarify what you mean you dug a hole for yourself? Because now, <laughs> everything that she does in future for whatever cause yeah. will be tied to whatever she's done in the past. Yeah. And if it doesn't meet certain expectations that she's kind of set, wow, it's going to be fucking hard, man. Wait, Which so to me, can I clarify? So you're saying that uh, because of, like, say, the way she responded to Xiaxue, so people yeah. are going to say, how come you're not responding that same way to Joanna yeah. Ting, who said, something equally, who said something equally, if not more divisive yeah. than, than what Xiaxue said. Okay. That, that's what people were saying, that Xiaxue said something and immediately you post without even contacting her, yeah, yeah. even though you had a number. But yeah. Joanna Ting, you... You meet up in person and I think Narel said that, oh, you know, this is the first video that's gotten backlash while Shashwe has a history of backlashes. Yeah. Then people are saying, does it matter if someone did 10 years ago or are you are you giving a, a different level? If you have done one back video that's gotten backlash, is it any better than doing 10 years worth? Yeah. So I'm like, wow, yeah. fuck, those kind of arguments, I don't even know how to answer. Yeah. And like, it, it's sad because like, if people are, are going to be like at, at people's necks, right, then the people who are trying to do good, yeah. even though it might not be consistent with what they did. They will just have to fight the backlash, and in the end, less good is done. And yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. In Ugh. this case, Narelle is doing what uh, any good friend would do, lah. Right? Like, yeah. If you see your good friend suddenly posting something crazy, you just yeah. Or you, or you don't agree with. You will privately message and hopefully meet up to talk about it, lah. Right. So that that's what yeah. friends do, lah. So but cannot, <laughs> cannot, cannot, cannot. Narelle now anytime that Narelle know that someone who Narelle knows does something, Narelle cannot talk to them. She just has to find the most incriminating picture of theirs from the past 10 years, put it on Twitter, and then and then that will be the first step. Then you reach out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Narelle has set the precedent. Like, and, I, and I feel bad that that is the precedent. But God damn. Yeah. So, God damn. I mean, I mean uh, we, we thought this was was interesting like, because obviously it is uh, very polarizing. But uh, at, at the same time, yeah, like, because it's starting, it, there is, to me, like, I see the elements of... Um, a cancel culture mob coming forward again and uh, it looks like there's a lot of people are calling for the cancellation of, of Joanna thing la, of, even though this is her first mm. time doing something wrong la. 
So it's mm. quite quite it's gonna be quite tragic, uh. mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's still a developing case, I guess, because mm. because the latest video by uh uh City Revival came fifteen hours ago. But yeah. it was just interesting, like the more I see of this still happening just makes me a little skeptical. Yeah. But I mean uh, the, the, no no doubt about it that the video itself uh oh, yeah, was yeah, really bothered yeah. uh, to me it's borderline like hate hate kind of speech. Is it like. is it disgusting? Is it disgusting? I mean it uh I wouldn't say it's disgusting, but it, it incites it may I mean it's a bit like just coming out with strange theories and to make one particular group of people feel like different from everyone else like, or, or yeah, scare people. It's yeah. like I mean the very ugly last time like Mankali come and catch you that kind of thing like, right is is the equivalent thing is like completely nonsensical and, and everything like. even more so because Mangali is not even a fucking <laughs> word okay it's just fucking yeah, yeah, correct, guessing correct. they want to say Bengali yeah, 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 or whatever yeah. Man- Mangali yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah? I always I always every time like last time when, when old people say that to me I always was like yeah, what what would they Don't mean? Don't lie, you that? you <laughs> leave, you leave, you you believe it, uh, asshole. I scared. No Not just believe, I <laughs> scared. Sense. I go and hide no. under the table after that. Fuck that's off the thing, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the crazy times we're in uh. God damn. Woo! Yeah. So so yeah, that that's what has been occupying our headspace. Yeah, we promise uh, we will get back to, to more co- like responding to comments on Reddit as well. Because, you know, we've been yeah. a bit quiet. I know recently. we've been saying that for a while. I know we've been saying that for a while, but yeah, there's a yeah, it's please keep the comments coming. It always makes my my heart smile when I see oh new messages, new messages. And then, we do <laughs> read it until you yeah. see the messages about how Harish Tilani, no person balls. of color, is like disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> no balls. Yeah. Okay, shall, shall we just head on to the one shock titting? Yes. And what is okay, your uh, one shock you, thing? Would you Would you like to start? I mean, okay. I mean, the the essential shock thing that is coming up is that the the NBA is finally coming back after all this uh after this very long absence. And they are doing mm. it. It's quite interesting. What they're doing is they're setting up a bubble around Orlando. La. Uh I think Disney mm. World Disney World Orlando. Because ESPN owns uh I mean ESPN and Disney is owned by Disney anyway. So they're setting yeah. up this bubble in Disney uh, Orlando where the players are all staying, they're eating, they're living and if you enter this bubble, you cannot leave la, during the duration of the the remainder of the NBA season. Yeah. So they're going to play out this entire season. Uh, not all teams are there. Only a, the select few teams that could have actually made it to the final the final uh, bracket, the playoff brackets are there and with a mathematical mm. chance. And then so uh, it's going to be very interesting. La. It's going to be played without people. Uh, it's going to be LeBron James. A lot of people are saying that if he doesn't win this year, you know he's gonna turn. He's gonna be really old after this, and and his chances won't be that great. Uh, and mm. yeah, like, And then there's a lot of intricate storylines where some people, because of like family issues, they had to leave the bubble, and you don't know whether they'll be coming back. And then if they come back, they gotta, you know, serve quarantine and stuff like that. So so it's 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 really like um feels like we're watching like a video game like like Mortal Kombat or something. You know, like like all these like sudden uh surprises being thrown. But it's still the yeah. the beautiful game of basketball. Like we finally we'll finally see an wow. end to this season. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's starting July thirty first, I think, and the mm. and the games are all going to be really awesome because it's most they've eliminated all the worst teams already. Now it's all the the, the better teams against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what is your all one right, shooting? My one shock thing is a person that I recently discovered called ben Israel Shapiro. Adesanya. No, oh. no, Adesanya. 
Oh, he's oh, right. Sanya. Well, welcome, oh, welcome Lord, to Lord. the world of mixed martial arts. Fucking hell, yeah. Like he's a UFC fighter who I think I saw it because once in a while when I need a little poke me up, I watch like uh, highlights of like MMA fighters that are more showmanship. Like they're fucking good, but they also yeah. have a certain element of showmanship. Yeah. So I watched that and I looked up Anderson Silva highlights and yeah. I saw that he fought this guy Israel Adesanya. Then I watched this guy. He's a like a one point nine three meter. Nigerian-born New Zealander mm-hmm. who fucking fights like fucking amazing. Like, he was a kickboxing champion, right? And then, like, now I think he's undefeated in the MMA middleweight. He's a middleweight champion. He beat Anderson Silva, who admittedly yeah. wasn't in his prime. Yep. But what blows me away, he's got showmanship. He's like Usain Bolt of MMA and he's mm-hmm. fucking good. And I like the way he fights. Like, I've never really been able to appreciate on-the-ground grappling, even though I know it's super technical. It's like, it's an art form on its own. But what I like about Israel Adesanya is like watching like a a movie fight scene. Uh. You know, he fights with like jabs and punches and like roundhouse yep. kicks and elbows. Holy shit, man. It's very unconventional. Like, I would say quite Bruce Lee. Like, he, I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he is very Bruce Lee-esque uh, when you watch it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And he does like that Matrix, you know, come and get me kind of sign and yeah. like, uh, it's 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 awesome man like wow and this guy is like charming and like he dances and, whoo, and he's the cover whoo, yeah. he's the cover athlete of uh, UFC four the new video game coming out alongside oh really yeah, yeah alongside Jorge Masvidal I think two of them were basically the most exciting fighters in twenty nineteen lah oh yeah, yeah. yeah but can I just oh. burst your bubble for a quick second okay la. <laughs> fuck lah you always do this no Israel Adesanya's last fight against Yoel Romero was one of was I think collectively one of the most Boring UFC fights, uh, championship fights ever, la. Oh, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. So, so it 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 was basically because it was one of those crazy situations where one of the fighters just stands there like a rock, and he didn't, he refused to to move. He just wanted to counter mm. Israel Adesanya. So it was damn weird. It was like you you people were expecting like a gangbuster crazy fight, but it ended up being like one guy just standing there waiting for the other guy to punch, and then he really didn't move. He just really stood there. And then like so then, and the whole fight there was five rounds of that and like by the end of it the crowd was booing. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Then who won? Israel Adesanya Israel won. Adesanya. But because of the it's a one big part of, of mixed martial arts that's interesting like, in that the style of the fighters actually is much more important than you know how his showmanship and all this kind of thing like, in the sense that Israel Adesanya didn't want to get countered by by uh, UL Romero. So he didn't dare to like rush in and, and, and punch the heck out of him. La. And so a lot of people criticized him for, you know, not having the balls to do it. <laughs> See, you could you could have you could have chosen a better time to tell me that. La. Like you say that first and then I bring it up just saying like, oh fuck, you know, he's fucking awesome, blah blah. Now we end the podcast on that kind of shit note. But what is our podcast fuck called? No. What's the name of our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> You know, like sometimes I hold back questions I have or like points that I want to shit on for your fucking one show thing, but you never fail to fucking do it. No, it's fine. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Why hold back? In because fact, it's, it's a way it's to more, end it's more the like, podcast or not. I'd rather you be asking, you be questioning that rather than like, mm, yeah, oh, interesting, no, it, interesting. It's a way to end the podcast <laughs> on a high, okay? It's a fucking way. It's still a high. God it's still it. a high. It's a one show thing. Okay, Go and check him out. Yeah. Go and check yeah, him out. Yeah, he's fucking good. He's fucking good. Okay, like just, you, you, didn't you just say that people should not be labeled or based on their last action? Exactly. He had yeah, like 18 yeah. amazing fights. Did, okay, yeah. his 19th fight, boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, but his next so one, his next one, I promise will be very exciting. The next one, I'm pretty. That's sure. one Paul Costa. Is yeah, it? yeah. That guy is a. That guy's not gonna wait for Israel Adesanya to to come for him. He's oh, gonna go all. Box. Yeah. That guy's a monster. Imagine Ronaldo with like, with like big muscles. Uh. that's what Paula Costa looks like. Uh. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit, man. So awesome, he looks like awesome. a real gangster. It's gonna be a very epic fight. Uh. 
Okay, cool. Cool. Cool, cool. Okay, we still end on a good note. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry for we busting. We will talk to you all soon. Shut up, bro. Shut, shut, shut up. I know because some up. people actually tell us they love our one-shock things and somehow like some... But if it's like there is a yalabak moment, I just got to... Okay, you got your last word in, okay? All right. <laughs> See you. <ya>. Right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.